looking through my text messages. I got a text from John. Mm -hmm. It says, today on Mob Rule, a journey to the high world of Necromunda, uh, we played a game of 40k. Uh, we find out what Santa brought us for Christmas. It's episode 13 of Mob, Mob Rules. Maybe we should just keep that one. Yeah. So it's pretty, no. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> gonna G it up. Welcome to episode 13 of Mob Rule, the podcast that fails its crowning check repeatedly <laughs> and in the most depressing ways. Oh, that uh, happens. Happens. <laughs> too much, too much. Was uh, that three times on two flyers? Uh, four times on two. No, 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 no. Yeah, three times and because yeah. the last one killed him. <laughs> uh, my name, of course, is John, joined as always by... Dad. And today we're going to be joined by... Zach. No, we don't. We introduce you. Uh, oh. just, just jumping on in there. Yeah. It's just, it's... To the corner, Zach. Yeah. To the corner. Yeah. The corner. Okay. Uh, we're joined by Zach, because today we're going to be talking about uh, one of our old specialist games. Uh, games Workshop recently admitting that they're going to start bringing back specialist I games. I like the way you say admitting, almost as though, like, they denied it for a long time, and... Like, well, I this, think... is, this is like Bill Cosby admitting that he touched that little dog. <laughs> <laughs> or the 30-something women. She was a princess, not a dog. <laughs> but, well, no, it, it feels to me kind of like the like when they removed all traces of it. Like, yeah, it's gone. It's dead, guys. Sorry. Bye. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm stoked to, that it's coming back at some point, maybe. Mm -hmm. They haven't really... They'd be like, hey, guys, Specialist Games is coming back. And we've all just completely assumed what's coming. When really it's kind of like, I don't know, Age of Sigmar, more time <laughs> too. Well, I thought they, they did come out and say that it was it was Necromunda, followed by Warhammer Quest, and I think there's like they had two others on the docket. One was so stoked. Wasn't it? Warhammer I, th Quest I, I thought back. they actually came out. No, they no, been. no. The the insider person's like, get some so, gangers ready. Wink. Uh, okay. So yeah, we're so for to come back. Uh, we have a group locally who's uh, been playing Necromunda for a couple months now. Uh, got some real nice gangs out on the go. So we're gonna look into that. Uh, but first, Ted. Yeah. We played a game. Dude, that was crazy. We played a crazy yeah, game. It was Strip 40K. Strip 40K. Um, I lost. <laughs> Butt naked. <laughs> so I was running up and down the street with a banana between my legs. That's the end. After you lose all your clothes. I didn't come into this with too many clothes in the first place. So. But you came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tau versus Neck or, uh, uh, Tyranids. Yeah, 1850, Tau versus Tyranids. I can't remember the last time I won with my Tau. <laughs> and apparently this is like the army that anybody can win with. I, I gotta tell you, um, I was not having happy thoughts when I lined up Tyranids <laughs> opposite Tau. Yeah. It's basically because like, you run like three full squads of Fire Warriors, too. Oh, yeah. And then you had the Roomba of Doom as well. Or, or a section of the Roomba. Oh, oh, the, the, yeah, the, the wall. The, the tide wall the gun, gun turret. Or the, uh, the assault tub. <laughs> so yeah, we we do. It's a, a jacuzzi of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was not having happy thoughts, and then I you go turn one. I didn't seize. I have <clears throat> two, three flyers just sitting in the ground chilling out. Yeah, being like, come kill me. <laughs> but they were they all had the uh, it was the venom throw. Had so buffing them. So, so I had a oh, venom nice. throat and an Aegis line buffing one, and then I had uh, Carnifixes in front of the other. And I think like the big thing that really helped was having like all those uh, 
uh, the spore mines right just drop right in front of me. You had like the was it mycetic spore? Uh, the meiotic spores. Meiotic spore, yeah. So you had, then they popped, and you rolled I think like a five and a six and a six. So you got what four spores each time. I yeah. so I spent a ton of fire trying to get rid of these guys because I didn't want all my fire warriors to die. So and uh, then all these guys come out, and I have to shoot them and. So in the meantime, it, it, it was super awesome. So usually I, I bought the Myotic Spore models from Forge World to use as the yeah. uh, Mucloid Spores, uh-huh. which are like, you're super cheap. I want to take as many Flyerins as possible. Um, <laughs> troop Toy Choice takes are like 15-point Troop Choice. You just throw it away and go get mm-hmm. your big nids on. But, you know, I'm playing Tad, and so I don't necessarily wanting to bring my, hey, here's all my Flyerins and, like, all my scummy stuff that I do. I was, like, <laughs> wanting to bring, like, a fun list. Um, so I actually ran them as the Myotic Spores. And they were amazing. I mean, so, I mean, Zach, do you know anything about the Myotic Spores? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. So, yeah, they're out of Imperial Armor 4, uh, Volume 2, the, An- the Anphilian Project. Um, what happens is they deploy before turn one. So, after everything's been deployed and everything's all good to go, you deep strike them in uh, wherever you want. And then they just chill there. And then in a shooting phase, if you're within six inches of an enemy, you can choose to blow them up. Which is like large blasts. Uh, if the blast scatters off, uh, then spore mines appear. If they die before they get a chance to blow up, then D3 plus 1 spore mines appear. So, like, turn 1, Ted has like three meiotic spores in his deployment zone. And yeah. he's like, what are they doing? Like, oh, they're going to blow up. And then they're going to have a bunch of uh, spores come out that are going to be strength 7, large explosions when they come near your guys. <clears throat> so, you kind of have to take care of that right away. Yeah. Uh, so that saved my flyers. I think they originally had them right next to a devil fish. And if they would have blown up, it would have been like, eh, it's a devil fish. It's okay. I could probably weather that. But they, I think they drifted, what, like nine inches or ten inches, like close to my fire warriors. So they actually drifted to probably where they should be. Yeah. I, like, I, I deployed them poorly. My idea was just to stick them in front of your riptide <laughs> and I yeah. hope the riptide gets distracted by them for uh-huh. long enough. But And the nice thing about it, because it's a spore, they don't count for anything. They don't count for kill points or, or anything they're just please internet correct him i i, I don't know that that's not true but... spores come for nothing and <laughs> it's, it's, it's please amazing. internet <laughs> i guess i was still at a loss <laughs> um yeah because i no i didn't even get one of your heavy oh, sports tied that's we're right. tied it was an exciting it was an exciting three <laughs> two three two victory we did uh big guns never tire mm-hmm. we used the randomizer of ted's son uh, where I asked him to pick a number between one and six, and he chose poorly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, so I got first blood, line breaker, slay the warlord, and mm-hmm. Ted got slay the warlord. Slay the warlord. So <laughs> because I was, you grounded. I, no, 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 it was because you. No, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, because my 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 flyer uh, grounded himself or got grounded and <laughs> yeah. died awfully after surviving and grounding the turn before. Uh. Um, but it was a great game. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. I've learned, so I, I took a, what I thought was like a super fun list. I'm just going to take a bunch of stuff that I want to see how it works. Uh, learned out that carnifixes with uh, brain leech worm devourers are not friendly whatsoever. Oh, all the um, So the twinling devourers with brain leech worms, like six strength, six shots each, twinlings. Um, <clears throat> but AP dash, so, so whatever, saves are all good. But I have uh, six of them in a unit. He who uh, throws the most dice wins. So, so like, it's, it's in the Bible, dude. You, you, <laughs> or maybe it was Macbeth. I'm not you sure. dropped your your uh, buff man there with his little uh, crisis suit squad oh, yeah. right in front of them, yeah. and I turned around and uh, thirty six strength six shots later. Right. No, he was stuck right in the middle of hell. Like, <laughs> like in retrospect, like 
you know, I, I, I wanted to use him to kind of like whittle down the, the Carnifexes and do all that, but you know, they have AP Dill, like when it comes to them, I really should have just like parked them way in the back line and just like taken line breaker or something. Yeah. And just accepted the fact that they weren't going to do anything. Oh dude, I would have swarmed him with Gaunts. <laughs> Speaking of Gaunts yeah. in the move of the game, uh-huh. uh, my max size squad of Gaunts I have to take to get my uh, Turbogon as troops. Uh-huh. Uh, seven of them shot at Ted's oh, Sun Shark. So seven gross. of them uh, shot at Ted's Sun Shark Bomber in the back. Um, I rolled seven dice. I rolled four sixes to hit, and then I rolled uh, three sixes to glance it to death. <laughs> of course, I wasn't going to jank. It's like, dude, whatever. Flesh bars or whatever. Bolt pistols from <laughs> <Yeah>. Goss. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> so, oh, oh, that was. That was it. Was move of the game. Yeah, those guns probably will get reabsorbed because you know yeah. well, they, I, do, I, they deserve paint jobs. So before you reabsorb them, at least paint them. <sighs> yeah, there's so <laughs> much. I mean, and and I know you you hate it as much as I do is playing with unpainted stuff. Oh, but I didn't have a single painted model there. I, <laughs> it was rare that something was primed. <laughs> everything apart from my flyer and was unpainted. Uh, no, no, no. My venom throat was painted. Uh, my mm. malum throat was painted. Um, but. Yeah, everything else was just like bare gray, and it just made me sad. Yeah. But, so, was, with that excitement out of the way, um, Zach, like, tell us what's your Genesis? Like, how Sega uh, Genesis? Let's, yeah, so Sega. Sega I got one of those for my kid. For oh, Christmas! <laughs> 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 Quote unquote for your kid. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Just like my son got Star Wars Rebels on Blu-ray for him. <laughs> <laughs> for me. So, how's your Altered Beast score right now? <laughs> I, that was the game for us. Uh, Alex Kid in Miracle World. Oh, I never played that one. That was good. But yeah, uh, tell us about yourself, your uh, experiences with the hobby, all that other kind of fun stuff. Um, how'd you start? I started actually with uh, Warhammer Fantasy mm. uh, back in like '97, '98. Um, What'd you play? I played Undead. Oh, okay. Um, and Bretonians oh, okay. and Empire <laughs> and spread, spread dwarves and wow. <laughs> started with undead. Yeah, <laughs> um, I stopped actually around seventh edition. Okay, uh, completely got out of gaming altogether. You have a kid? I point? do. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> so does yep. Me too. I got out completely <laughs> right about that time too. And uh, I've only actually just recently gotten back into playing in general. Oh, cool. Um, realized that fantasy's dead and uh hate aos and <laughs> oh. um, I'm, I'm sorry so um, i moderately enjoy it but you have to view it it's as its own game. entity it's, so, it's not, you, yeah. you do you do but there's just there's not enough of uh there's not enough of a following to uh to have regular games with it yeah and, well not, uh, not yet i mean there's like there's ninth age and there's kings of war oh, yeah. yeah and you get some people who are just you know, don't want to play, and that that's fine. You know, right. Out to the shop, like I think I honestly see more people playing uh, Ninth Edition than I do, um, or even uh, King's Age than I yeah. do uh, Age of Sigmar. Well, I think yeah. like when it first came out, I think there was like a few people that really pushed Age of Sigmar, but um, yeah, I guess I'm just not seeing it. I mean, I had a blast with it. Like, yeah, I, I play that over fantasy. But... I think until it becomes more balanced, <laughs> yeah. is is kind of what's keeping you know a lot of people away from it too. Is mm. uh, you know, you don't really have a point system, so mm-hmm. balancing forces against each other is kind of hard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that cardinal rule of gaming, though. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if your opponent's coming and pulling out, like, oh, I'm going to pull out 
goblins and night goblins and you know spider riders and they're like well you know i have four bloodthirsters so here we go <laughs> yeah so i mean it's just kind of taking that conversation it's again just talking to your opponent about what kind of game you want to have i mean when i played um age of sigmar i'd be playing when i played kurt uh, we did it on total wounds so i have this many total wounds but then, you know, talking to him more about it, because I know Kurt's big into it and you know, very knowledgeable about the, the subject of Age of Sigmar, is bigger units are a detriment sometimes mm-hmm. because of the way that the combat works. If they fail their, their courage or another bravery check, that unit's gone. So if you have one wound, 100 wounds in there, because each of the weapons has a range, even the close combat ones, it doesn't matter if you have 100 guys there, uh, 90 of them can't reach with their swords. So there, there is some checks and balances in there. But it's all it about like finding a sweet spot. Yeah, right? like you know, you, no. don't, you can't swarm somebody. But on the other hand, I don't know. I mean, and like front front lines trying with oh, yeah. uh, they're trying to do a kind of a wounds based, mm-hmm. uh, you know, point the, system. There's the Azir system, which is, is solid. My my issue with it is just the amount of maintenance it's going to need is going to make it unwieldy. Um, they're essentially, they wrote mini codexes and uh, assigned points values to everything, mm-hmm. but that's going to take a, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not very dedicated, but it's going to take a very dedicated group to keep that going through all of the releases and things that are coming through mm-hmm. uh, as new stuff gets released. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in a situation where say dwarfs, they get these cool new fire dwarf things coming out, uh, next month, I believe. Um, and they release them and then you... You either get rules out right away or points files out right away that aren't right and aren't balanced because they're trying to make... As I say, at this point, they're making their own game system using Games Workshop models. Mm. So you're either going to have something that's rushed and unplay tested or you're not going to get it for a while. In which case, you know, you have shiny new plastic sitting around. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's having... It's struggling to get a footing, but at the same time, I mean, I'm a member of a bunch of the Facebook groups for Age of Sigmar and it's their popularity is slowly rising. Uh, it's got a good base in the UK. Um, it's just it's going to take time to take off over here because the difference between, I would say, US-UK is US is, is a hell of a lot more into the competitive side of it where, you know, like all about tournaments and, da, 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 and you know, competitive, 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 whereas I think it's a lot more kind of story-based and, mm. you know, and appreciating the narrative in the UK. Right. Uh, so that's what I kind of heard was that, like, you know, with all the campaigns, like uh, Age of Sigmar felt really really good and really natural mm-hmm. with that kind of setting where like all right here's your units you really have to play the scenarios is the thing. Yeah. there's not one size fits all if you just play in the basic mission out of the but it's not great but if you're playing kind of um the the missions from the follow-up books or kind mm-hmm. of the scenarios it's it's really it's really pretty solid um like i said when i played Kurt, we played one where um i had to hold a tower from his forces um his forces no his forces had the tower i had to take them away from him and so okay. it changed how you deployed it changed which units could go where those benefits were going in the tower um of course i have core and bloodbound so i just ran forward quickly and you know <laughs> murdered everything <laughs> in combat you guys they streamed that right on uh, yeah they, Twitch had, they, they, they streamed that on a uh, tier one's Twitch channel okay. too. Yeah, they were saying that they goes to YouTube after a while, right? I think they hold on. I, th- I like think so. Yeah, we might have to see if we can find it, put it in, okay. the, in the notes there. Okay. Uh, everyone can point out which rules I got wrong because I think it was my, <laughs> my second game of Age of Sigmar, and it was yeah, it was not good times. Well, I'm not, and I'm not necessarily like knocking it or anything. Oh no, I think for it was sure. Just, I think it was not. just. I think it was aimed um, at the us of 15 or 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's aimed at at 
the next generation yeah. of oh, okay. of players. Well, and you got to look versus, at versus you know the guys who've been playing fantasy for mm. twenty or thirty yeah. years. I just don't like change. So and if you look at it, <laughs> be upset. I mean, the reason it's here and the reason such a drastic change happened is no one was buying fantasy models. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no. So I mean, yeah. is you you would have, and then no old players were buying new models because they already had armies. I know new players were buying models because the cost of entry to fantasy at the end of eighth edition was <laughs> okay. So you're going to need a, so you want to do orcs and goblins. Sweet. So you're going to need a, <laughs> a block of 80 goblins uh, to start with. And that's going to be like 200 bucks. Oh, sweet. How many points is that? Like, yeah, like 60. <laughs> so I, I can see why it happened. I can also see why people are super butthurt about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we digress. So got out of fantasy. <laughs> Uh, and now you're in a 40k because there's, there's no fantasy anymore. Pretty pretty much. Oh. Um, I I played a little bit of 40k um, early 2000s. Uh, same time I kind of got into Necromunda mm-hmm. and Inquisitor. Mm. But um, I uh, you know when I decided to get back into the hobby, I decided 40k was going to be the way to go because that's that's uh that's the scene mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. here at least. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, what what armies do you play? Uh, Necrons. Necrons. Oh, that's right. So I'm buying a ghost arc from. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> working on a uh, working on a on a chaos army right now. Nice. So chaos demons. Oh, oh okay. Cool. Yeah, chaos demons are super super good. Are you going to go at demonkin or just chaos demons? I l- took a look at demonkin. Um, there were some advantages and disadvantages. I think I'm just going to go with with plain demons. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I just got that. Was it White Dwarf uh, ninety nine where they have the rules for the demons and cows? Oh yeah, that looks, that looks kind of yeah. Cool. Looks, it's pretty badass. Yeah. I, I like that they're doing that as well. The um, uh, what Ted's talking about is uh, the White Dwarf had new missions for mm-hmm. Betrayal of Calf, and it had uh, new missions for the Assassination Execution Force, yeah. uh, involving demons instead of Chaos Space Marine. So like little changes, but. Again, in this in this specialist games kind of vein we're talking about, I'm very excited to see them support uh, essentially mm-hmm. a solo release after it's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very promising, I should say. Yeah, it's good. So you play much 40k, or is it mostly the fringe games? Um, I'm playing a, a pretty decent amount. Um, haven't really had the chance to with the holidays. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So you make... really are fresh back in the hobby, then, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. like uh, like maybe five months in. Okay, yeah. Um, pick up what I can at tier one. Nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we made him say that. <laughs> yeah, goes I was looking course. around for approval we, we, to say yeah. that. <laughs> We're gonna send a, a bill to Gene. Yeah. Come. Uh, every mention is five cents. So that's <laughs> five cents she owes us. Uh, <laughs> now that she's not allowed, we're not allowed to have her sponsor the burps. I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in trouble for that. Oh man, that was good times. Yeah. Uh, so, so Necromunda, what got you guys? So. Uh, that later but uh, yeah we'll talk about that later yeah. what about so what have you been up to non-gaming tad oh <laughs> okay uh non-gaming holy cow um well i've been working on a bunch of uh commissions so i got the so i guess it's somewhat gaming but the Tauten 
finished the Towton and got that off to Nate. Oh, you mean the supremacy armor? Sorry, yeah, <laughs> supremacy <laughs> armor. Um, that was really kind of cool. I got got that done. I think like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, it took a, a few weeks to do. Thanks, man. Um, and it was. I think I talked about this last time, didn't I? Uh, about the uh, it did kind of like an Iron Man theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was really happy about that. Uh, got a, a $5 tip. <laughs> Ooh, way for rounding and not having change. <laughs> or like, hey, do you have change for 20 You're like, no. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, he, was, he was super happy about it. And actually, during our game, um, two tables over, Nate was using it against a Reaver Titan. It's his it virgin game. Long. So, yeah, what was, so what was hilarious to me is uh, <laughs> Nate gets this beautiful model. Uh, he gets mm-hmm. a commissions Ted to build it and paint it and do all this beautiful work to it. It comes out fantastic looking. Yeah. Puts it on the table for an apocalypse game. He's all like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. We oh. got this. Uh, dies turn one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he at least got the first turn, so he was able to fire with it. But after that, it was... Which he fired with it and missed with his D-Barrage. Oh, that's harsh. So... I, I had, like, what? Like, a Reaver Titan, uh, the armor cast one. And then he had, like, three or four... No, he had four or five uh, Land Raiders. Full of, at, full of good. Full of nasty. It was just... Oh, it was so bad. I wanted to call him up and find out, like, how that game went, but then I kind of don't. I think he lost by a point. <laughs> oh, okay. But a super good, fun that's game. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, that's it, like, it looked really good. Uh, so, so that was kind of nice. And it was also kind of ironic, I guess, that, you know, the guy that paints models semi for... You know, used to paint them for a living, like, has no painted models on the table, and his painted model... Is being played with two tables over. <laughs> I guess when that guy came up and asked you uh, like how much you were for commissions, you were like, "Screw you! I'm gonna paint my own stuff yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was excited. I think like I, I uh, painted up a dreadnought. This is the first model I have painted for myself since August, and uh, yeah, I put it on Facebook. I was super excited about it. Like, but of course, I started the model back in August. <laughs> I finally got the the, the clear coat on it. So, so that was it. I've been like trying to get. I have two more commissions. Uh, one of them is for Kurt, trying to get his, the Astro Militarum stuff done, and another one is for a comic book shop in town, a uh, game shop as well, uh, for a, a painting that they want. So, and you posted that uh, that picture of your work in progress. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty psyched about yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's turning out nice. Uh, I gotta gotta do that so I can pay off Christmas. <laughs> 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 so otherwise, it's been uh, hanging out. I watched Star Wars twice. Sweet. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers whatsoever. Um, Luke is Darth's sister. Mm. Darth Vader's sister. No, Luke is Darth Vader's puppy. The Han Solo. Is... Okay, I don't know. It's the new Death Star is powered by Jar Jar Binks uh, <laughs> visual comedy. <laughs> so it doesn't fire very much. <laughs> no. I, I, I think Stewie is Chris's father. Well, if we're going into like the <laughs> Family Guy ones. There, oh god, yeah, <laughs> that made no sense whatsoever. But it's still cool. Yeah, oh, that was wonderful. Um, but that's about it. Like, yeah. Doing the Christmas thing, and now it's uh, just about over. So about time to go back to work. <laughs> you and your sweet like, <laughs> I get summers off. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. That's Phil. I wish I did. Yeah, although oh. I could take summer part of summer off. Oh, you can. I mean, I think you get like two months per year off or something. I like think that. like. The like off. the most fun frustrating thing sometimes talking mm-hmm. Tony is when you send me a message like, Hey man, we can do this over winter break and I'm like I, you can. I, I don't have a winter break. <laughs> I have a sucky job. Uh Zach, what have you been up to? Like modeling, painting, buying wise? Got anything fun to share? Um Christmas, lots of Malifaux. 
Oh, those new plastics are good. I hadn't looked they at Malfoy in a while. Sweet. Like last time I looked at them, they were metal, but they're looking tight. Their plastics are are definitely um, on point. Nice. And, so they, uh, do you think they're like computer generated, or do they? They they have got to be. They've okay. got to be because they're spindly like, as hell, right? Yeah, they've, yeah, okay. they've got to be CAD designed. And, yeah, uh, it's, whatever. It looks it, looking good. It works. <laughs> yeah. It works, and it works beautifully. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. So lots of Malifaux for you. Then. Now we will have to edit that out, right? Yeah, because okay. yeah, we okay. uh, <laughs> weird miniatures doesn't pay us as much as Games Workshop. <laughs> uh, Games Workshop pays you. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah. No, that would, that would be positive for us. Letters. Yeah. <laughs> Use of trademarks. <laughs> um, well, I have. Well, see, I'm going to try and do this without abusing any Games Workshop trademarks. <laughs> so I've been painting my 30J <laughs> miniatures. No, I, I've been assembling 30K stuff. Okay. Um, uh, Did you get any uh, Forge World 30K stuff, or mm-hmm. are you just doing the Calf? Uh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine picked up uh, Sigismund and a okay. box of um, Templar Brethren upgrades for me. Sweet. For Christmas. So, very, very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, so, I built those, and then I ordered another set of Templar Brethren upgrades so I can have a full squad of 10. Oh, no. Uh, and also a quad mortar. So, I'm getting into quad mortars. Oh, wow. Because those are gross. I, I've played <laughs> against them often enough to know they're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I wanted to get in the free Forge World chip and voucher for January. Okay. So, I might want to get something in January. I don't necessarily want to spend 250 mm-hmm. pounds to get it. Uh, but so I, yeah, I was assembling that stuff. I also assembled at uh, 80 Gaunts over two nights and something oh, wow. I will never want to do again. Yeah. Um, I, 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 they're not the hardest model to put together, but they are one of the more boring ones. <laughs> and then, uh, that's about it. Right now I'm working on a, uh, demon prince for, for one of, one of my friends. Oh, the thing is looking disgusting. Mm. So not I, in like a cool way. I'm doing a head swap <laughs> with it. So instead, and this, I'm a little bummed because the scale's a little off on it. Uh, um, but, I like how you call it a head swap. Like you used <laughs> another model or something that's like adequate so and makes you I took, feel like a good modeler and not a horrible human being. I, I took, uh, an old star Wars, uh, model. Of Jar Jar Binks model, huh? you, you oh sorry model, action figure like a, a little three inch uh, Jar Jar Binks action figure, um, and I took his head off, and I'm currently putting it on a demon prince. Um, uh-huh. Once when it's done, um, he's going to be painted up siege blue, and he Actually. will be the bullet magnet for all raging nerds everywhere, and that's that like. I got obsessed with doing it because, like, just the joke that if someone puts a Jarger on the field, I'm going to be like, screw you. I'm going to go shoot that. <laughs> that guy doesn't deserve to live. So No upgrades. Just just yeah. solid, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I need to do some green stuff around the neck and, and, and work out on the scale a little bit because it's it's not terrible. I just need to remove basically half his head. <laughs> but it, it'll get there and it'll look pretty sick when it's done um but yeah that, that's about all i've been up to mm. um oh i played in a tournament as well oh sweet yeah. So, yeah um three real great games as usual um i won my first game yeah i won my first game this was about a week ago so obviously my memory is is terrible right mm. now um, I was using my my tournaments, uh, my tournament list, which was uh, essentially the Lictor shape. Okay. So I was running three Flyrants, uh, three Molochs, uh, five Lictors, mm-hmm. um, and spores. Nothing but spores. <laughs> 
So I, I won my first game, five points to four. Um, I lost my second game uh, against Justin, one of one of our local guys, and mm-hmm. uh, his Necrons, his Decurian Necrons, who I just got oh. so much salt, <laughs> so much. Salt. I was like, I was like, sorry, man. I'm usually a really cool yeah. guy to play against. But screw your Necrons, man. They're really irritating the hell out of me right now. Because I'm throwing out, like, flyering level shots at them. And they should be dropping. Like, oh, no. Four up, four up, four oh, up, yeah. four up, four up, four up. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> and then, the so I lost that game. And then the last game I played against uh, Josh Hunter. Uh, the guy who owns uh, MJZ in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, super great guy. He plays Tyranids as well. So he was actually like, hey, man, I know you don't play Tyranids a bunch, so you should do this, 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 and this. Because <laughs> he was 0-2 for the day, so he was just like, whatever. Uh, and then I pulled out a victory on that one as well. Uh, through <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, like when I was giving people updates, they were like, oh, how's the tournament? I was like, oh, Josh Hunter just beat himself. Um, <laughs> but what really, we were playing the Relic, and what really did it for me was I had a... Hive Tyrant uh, flying beside the Relic. He had one of the Tyrannocyte drop pods beside the Relic and another Hive Tyrant flyer mm-hmm. beside the Relic. So I had the last turn of the game. I was in there. I Psychic Shrieks and rural box cars. So oh. like I killed the Tyrannocyte outright, mm-hmm. did a wound in the flyer, and then shot the flyer to death. Oh. Uh, so I won by holding the Relic. But like it was up until that point, he had. There's a couple of like creatures I'd never faced before. Like there's a um, the big venom dude, the um, Toxicrin. You mm-hmm. made that up. That Amazing looking models. All kinds of <laughs> it's all kinds of like. The only thing about it is like okay, let's consolidate it in combat with it. And I'm like how it's like the the toxic <laughs> like tentacles go out. I swear like six inches at each side and like over and away from the base. <laughs> the model so, that cannot be assaulted. <laughs> yeah. So like well, you think about like magnetizing the arms so that you can pull them off and actually consolidate in. And it's like well no, they're all one piece. I'm like Jesus Christ. It was just, mm. it's but yeah, a uh, great experience at a tier one with that. Uh, I think I've gone on yeah way, way long way enough. Too long. Oh by the way, I did want to point out I uh, I did play a game with, with uh, uh, Phil um, last week. So oh, that'll be you mean on Glacial the, Geek. The that Glacial rep- Geek. Yeah. So. Um, I hopefully that'll be coming out in the next like week or two. Hey, but... did, did you win? Spoilers! Oh, spank the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't feel so good. I, I work with him, so he's probably going to be upset when he hears that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was the knights. It was three knights and my iron hands. Eighteen fifty, I want to say. Do you spar in it too? Um, I, I used the no, I didn't. It was the I was using all the knights, so mm. I didn't have uh, the the room for that. And I, my Spartan isn't completed. That's a, a flesh terrors, but. Yeah, it was just like it was just a few, uh, a couple squads of guys, like one tack, one, uh, two, um, oh, what do you call it, uh, scout squads, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think there was uh, did the the whirlwind scorpius, which he had never faced. And I told him at one point, like I think there was a few months back, he's like, oh man, I want to put a change in my list. I'm like, dude, you need a scorpius. Yeah, 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 whatever. I don't want to do what you do. And then I played the, with the scorpius, like, oh. <laughs> Everyone you have played with that scorpius has said, I didn't realize it was so badass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I couldn't really show him how the uh, was the the death wind work because I used that too. Mm-hmm. It, it it kept failing my reserve rolls, and eventually Aww. it showed up like the turn that I wiped him off the table. So it only had a couple things to shoot at. Um, oh, but yeah, it was it was it was a crazy uh, game, and I think like I would have lost a night had my tech marine not been fixing it up the entire time, <laughs> <laughs> clamoring all over him, bolting things back down. I just have an image. Of your knight kind of striding along the table, 
And like the tech marine just behind it, like banging on his ankle with a hammer. Be like, you are fixed now. You are fixed. That's all it takes. It's like a vending machine. <laughs> just kick it. With a little oil can, like the Tin Man. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, like, for, for this game, um, I think like a month or so before, I, we, we've been talking about it for a while and like things kept falling through. I ordered the new, uh, the new Knight that mm-hmm. has, um, has all the, la- all the, the sci fi lasers on it. There's one, it's like a strength D. Uh, I think it's like an eight inch oh. long beam weapon. The Mechanicus one, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, then I forgot the other uh, gun does, but it's something nasty. And then uh, I think the yeah the beam gun has like a D hand to hand weapon on it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus it has like the um, Blessed's uh, Automacrolum or whatever, so it gets like its own feel no pain. It's not a feel no pain. So if you actually use it, I think if you use it in your CAD with using the old uh, clan in Raquan. Uh, uh, Raycon, Raycon list. I like to think it's <laughs> Raycon from the uh, Wu Tang Clan, but uh, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah. So I think you you could probably do it to where you get like that uh, feel like quasi feel no pain, then another feel no pain. But so I was trying to get that together, but I didn't get it done in time, and everything has to be painted when you're dealing with uh, them. So, but so instead, I just have a model that I bought f- to play against him that I. Which is like Dave Forge money for that. <laughs> in, in one case, it's, it's irritating because there's a ton of stuff I would like to pull out against uh, Phil yeah. and just you know attempt to like wreck his shit with like the worst possible combo yeah. I can. But then at the same time, it makes all the stuff look super nice. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tomato tomato. But, no, it was good. It was, it was a blast. So. Oh, anyway, have yeah. you done talking yet? Jeez. Yeah, no. It's uh, that's 32 minutes and 24 seconds so far. Oh man, we've <laughs> gone on with the that's how's good. your day going? That's good. <laughs> Our day's going well. All right, it is going well. well um, so let's I guess hear a commercial. Yeah, let's let's hear a commercial yeah. for something. Uh, Ding. Bye. Gynecomastia is a myth, and so is gout. Ever met somebody with gout? I thought so. Why do we know much about these? Because we are soy. It is our job to know about your body. What we do know is, soy is a complete protein that can replace animal protein. It is a great dietary fiber and can reduce your LDL and triglycerides. We also know that if you develop man boobs, it is not our fault. It is your dad's. Soy milk. It's not as bad as they say. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> it never gets old. No. <laughs> the NPR voice. NPR voice is, is my favorite thing yeah, to, to do. Because I just, you know, you almost cradle the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Uh, today we will be talking about... <laughs> You can have the slow, quiet jazz in the background, or the bongos. <laughs> so I was, I was over trying to help a... Uh, Interpretive jazz. I was trying to help a family member. He wants to start a podcast, too. And I was, like, trying to give it, show him, like, how to, how it works. And then he he, uh, he played his intro for me for his thing. And his, his name's Kurt as well. And uh, he's, like, he, he would talk in third person. So he's, like, and this episode, Kurt does blah, 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 blah. Talks about this. And, like, Kurt, we need to... We need to replace that. How about I do your intro for you? But he had this like really nice like NPR voice the whole time. It was like really slow, and he had like some nice like the uh, theme music to go along with it that was kind of mellow. And I just couldn't do it. Like I absolutely no. could not do an NPR voice. But it's, he just like, needs to not refer to himself in the third person, and it all still yeah. works. You gotta personalize yourself, make yourself relatable. Yeah. John well, says this. Maybe hold his nose or something so he sounds slightly different. Hi, Kurt. We'll talk about this. And this. <laughs> What's this podcast about? Um, it's it's kind of like a self help kind of. Oh, podcast. nice. Yeah, yeah. So then you need you kind of need that like NPR oh, yeah. voice. Full. Yeah, you need <laughs> to be kind of like, hey assholes, <laughs> we're gonna bring you power, power, power <laughs> in your mind. 
Mind bullets power. <laughs> well, it seems like a good place as any start talking about Necromunda. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, Speaking of self-help. Yeah, so self-help. Um, Necromunda. Uh, Zach, why don't you give us a little bit of history about the game? The game of underhive battles. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that sounds yeah, like straight, the tagline. Straight off the box. <laughs> um, so it's a skirmish game. Um, set on the hive world of Necromunda, um, based loosely around the second edition rules of 40k. Um, you have six primary houses, um, that I think we're going to kind of touch on today. We'll go into that a little more. Um, yeah, it was released in the, uh, mid to late nineties, um, as uh, an additional game system when Games Workshop, it was really the, one of the first additional game systems they brought out within universe. So they would have their two main systems, and then you would have the the third, and the third one would rotate out. Uh, that's something I remember um, being. So you had like your Man of War, right? Um, uh, Mighty Empires, Epic, so, things like mm-hmm. that. That that third slot in the stores would rotate out with these specialist games. And um, originally, I believe it came out in six white dwarfs. So before there was yeah. Necromunda, there was a confrontation. confrontation, and that was yeah, it was six white dwarfs. I think it was like. Three in a row, and then they took a break for a few, and then they brought in, like, the combat rules. So they changed that and so on. And it was a lot more open – I mean, somewhat more open system, so there's more weapons and so on. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've i known all this for years or looked it up on Lexicanum earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know about it either. Yeah. We had a lot more, like uh, – you had a lot more ga- poisonous gases and mm. uh, different oh, needle all the weapons and so, yeah. weapons. Well, and that, that second edition Warhammer rule set is really tight for skirmish level games. Uh, falls apart when you're, you know, hundreds of models going at it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I, the games of Necromunda I played recently, it is, it's a really tight rule set for, for those games. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you first get into Necromunda? Um, early 2000s, 2001, 2002. Right second edition coming out there. Right, yeah, right before the uh, the second edition rule book came out mm-hmm. so what was it that you you made you go hey that looks kind of neat um i was kind of actually getting bored with dragging like 400 miniatures to the hobby store every <laughs> uh every weekend and uh you know i i, I wanted something where um there was a little more role-playing like oh, yeah. almost mm-hmm. it had that that uh mm-hmm. Uh, custom ability of, of being able to to have one force and upgrade them throughout a uh, throughout a campaign. Yeah, for sure. And I think the Necromunda's game one of the, the appeals to me as well was is that almost forced uh, forced. That's what I'm looking for here, Dad. Oh my gosh, it's the uh, cuddles. Yeah, force cuddles. Force cuddles. Struggle cuddles. The worst. Struggle cuddle. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> the forced narrative you have to give your give your gang. Because mm-hmm. um, you have your gang, and you know you after each each battle you get upgrades and experience and stuff like that. And then say if one of your gangers gets uh, an experience upgrade and gives it plus one blisses to you, like wow, he's a great shot now. I wonder why he's a great shot. And then <laughs> the, the your little gamer mind goes in and makes up all these backstories yeah. uh, and makes everything worthwhile. Now on the flip side of that, when one of those guys dies, it is <laughs> heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I, I downed a whole lot of uh, sleeping pills after Lady Rage died. Oh, Lady Rage? <laughs> Wait, tell me about Lady Rage. When did you get into Necromunda Tech? Were you first it, edition? It was uh, uh, mid, uh, mid-90s. mid I think it was, yeah, so it was probably like a junior in 
high school, I want to say. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think a buddy of mine got into it. Like we were, we always played the fringe games. So it was like Space Hulk and Mighty Empires and all that stuff. So, you know, it was a natural like, oh, okay, yeah, let's pick up this. Um, but I think I was like too cheap to get the, uh, um, um, so I played Escher, but I was too cheap to buy the models for it. So I just used my Orlocks and would like number the bases and everything. So it was actually like my Escher had sex changes at some point. They're all <laughs> transgender <laughs> and wore headbands and everything. So, um, but yeah, and like my buddy, he had his Goliath and he did the same thing, you know, we're high school students. And I think like we realized also like after a few games, like, holy shit, people's arms and legs get blown off in like a heartbeat. <laughs> like you don't keep your limbs for very long. So what's the point of like modding up a model to represent that when it's just going to get trashed later on? And like we're talking later or last time, like it's going to look like a blob with shit sticking out of it. <laughs> Here's my blue tack heavy. So, so tell me the story of Lady Rage. So Lady Rage, uh, she was, I think she was my, uh, my main ganger for my Asher gang. And, um, or she was an orlock, a plastic orlock, one of the two. Um, she was gender confused. Don't... She was gender confused, yeah. but she so was, uh, she triggers... was my combat monster. And so like later on, like she lost an arm, she had a bionic arm. So I'd spend like all my time in high school, like drawing. Well, I was drawing, I was really into hip hop. So I drew a lot of like orcs rapping <laughs> or it was like lady rage, like uh, posing with really round breasts. Um, <laughs> very full. I spent a lot of time with her breasts and her bionics, her bionic nipples. Yeah. Get get the green stuff out and <laughs> for a three D picture. The only part of the, of the picture that was three D were the breasts. <laughs> and the only breasts I touched <laughs> all the year. One day, Ted, I believe in you. Yes. <laughs> How I ever had a kid, I don't know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of it. So yeah. And I think like at the end, like finally she died. And so I was really, you know, I was kind of upset about that. But I think like at that point, like she'd already lost like movement and some other things. So she was trying to go downhill. So I'm like, all right, kick her out. It's time to bring in a, a Jew. <laughs> so from my recent, um, gang that we just started, I had at Rhonda, she's my gang leader oh, okay. for, for, for my Asher gang. And I tooled her up to be just a close combat machine. So she had multiple hand weapons, pistols. She was all going to go. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, let's do this. I take her out. She, uh, in our first game, she's the only one of my gang to go down. Mm. Uh, I roll for the injury table. She gets minus one movement. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is second edition rule. So each person moves four inches. So now my close combat monster is... Moving three inches and running six inches. Come at me. Which isn't even enough to Please. get up the level because you have to go three, then forward one. Um, and then she got an upgrade, or which was plus one ballistic skill. Mm. So I was like, you really don't want to go and hand-to-hand -hand combat people. So I got very pissy at her. See, it's, it's better when you like lose a limb because then you can at least get a bionic to yeah. replace it. You know, like, yeah. It's got a leg wound. Really? Wanna, can I just cut it off? Can I have someone cut it off? Well, why not? <laughs> limb replacement yeah let me try and find a bionic uh, okay. um zach do you have any memorable gangers from your, your period or someone you've grown quite attached to i i don't actually um to be honest because for your now if i remember from this recent campaign your first uh orlock gang that you're running you you had quite the the fatal first couple games i did i did um just right out of the bat um i i had invested a lot of credits in a very small force and um lost like 250 points worth of uh a character on my very first game 
Oh, and oh. had to go home and start hacking him apart. And <laughs> <laughs> it just, just it was so there. like, uh, it, it was really, I was downtrodden. Um, why am I playing this game again? <laughs> yeah, I was 40K like, I was like why did I, I why did I ask people if anybody wants to play this? <laughs> so they can kill your guy, obviously. Um, so guys, let's delve into a little bit of the, the setting and because I think we've figured out, I mean, a lot of this game is a story, and then that's oh, yeah. a lot of the appeal. Uh, we all have favorite gangers or people we remember from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, Necromunda is a planet in the Sigmentum Solar, some area like that. Sure. It's, yeah, yeah yes. I write, it's it's an Imperial Fist recruiting world, one of mm. two. That's what I read as well. I was like, ooh, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. It's also an Imperial Guard recruiting world. Um, but it's a hive world, so there's about six to eight giant spires. Um, think Mega City One from Judge Dredd, but mm-hmm. miles and miles up in the air as well. Yeah, um, I remember at one point, like I think in one of the supp- I can't remember if it was Outlands or like one of the Gang War uh, books that were coming out, you could actually play as Arbites, which are your Judge Dreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so. that's in um, one of the Fanatic magazines. I think oh, okay. it was the rules for the the Arbites. Um, within the spire, the um, spires, or this particular spire that Necromunda is, is set in, um, it gets all very Game of Thronesy. I mean, I think going through the fluff, like getting ready for this, it's, it's very Game of Thronesy in mm. Necromunda. Um, you have common houses, upper houses, all that other kind of fun stuff, um, all rivals with each other and all very unique in their own way. Um, there's six total. You have Orlok, uh, Goliath, Asher, Vansar. Delac, Delic, Delac, Delac. <laughs> I De was, Lily. I went with Delac. Uh, Delily. Delac. 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 My my last name's Quinell. Q U E, which is the same. So, Qua. Delac. Delac. Sounds like a rapper. I don't know. I kind of want to stick my pinky out when I'm drinking and talking about it. So, let us know how wrong we are. And then also Cowder. Uh, those are okay. the six main gangs that came out uh, with the the first game. Um, I don't want to get too much into Outlanders because yeah. then we'll get into Fnatic and then we'll be here for seven hours talking about <laughs> Scabies. Next time. <laughs> uh, next time, yeah, for sure. So, Zach, why don't you start us off? Uh, tell us about one of the uh, houses. You know, I, I sure hope that we haven't prepared in advance and already know which houses we're going to talk about. Oh, oh we, we should were supposed to do that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Damn it. It's the worst. Well, Ooh. let's pretend as though this is unscripted. Okay. <laughs> well, um... Since I am playing Orlocks, um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about them. They are good choice. Um, good choice. Good choice yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank thank you very much. Um, so the Orlocks are. Um, he does not have a piece of paper in front. I of do me. not have a piece of paper in front of me. Um, <laughs> bro has entirely notes. unscripted. I, I I totally need notes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I brought my iPad. <laughs> so. Um, their house actually sits on top of the slag pits, and so they are um, they're iron workers mm. basically. Um, that's kind of like their background. Um, you know, they sell iron to um, more noble houses to produce you know fancy stuff, and um, they're actually really kind of the uh, the default house from from a player perspective perspective um because they're kind of like decent at everything and not really like specialized into any one thing and they come in the starter box and they come in the starter box (laughs) um you know you could get them in plastic (laughs) 
which is, makes a lot better for you know chopping things up. They are the goofiest looking models, though. Like those, yeah. those starter box models. They are so cool. They are so cool. They're like totally like eighties biker gang. Like, <laughs> well, that pose the, the two arms out there, or I'm sorry, the one arm forward and the one arm to the side. Like, I mean, that was like a standard GW. Like any box that had that. Like the second I have edition orcs. Sixty, yeah, sixty orcs right now. <laughs> that pose, like, you know, umpteen. They like, practice that. Yeah, exactly. One arm forward, one arm to the side for days. Well, the thing is, is that if you hold your combat knife at a ninety degree angle, perpendicular <laughs> to your torso, well, you will not drop it on your foot. While pointing your gun forward, you get a steadier aim on your stub gun arm at a right angle, perfect right angle. I, I'm holding my arms like old nineties miniatures. And it hurts my right arm. It's an awkward art angle. Uh, cool looking goofy models yeah. aside, though. Um, yeah, then like I said, you're right that they are just they are your your starter kit. Yeah, um, they're your Space Marines of Necromunda. Their mm-hmm. skill set, they're not great at any of it. They're master of uh, or jack of all jack trades, of all trades, master, master of, none. of none. But that's okay because they look like cool biker dudes. Oh, yeah. I really want to pay one up like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> you got to give him a little bit of Road a little extra fluff like in the back. Roadhouse. <laughs> That's the name of the gang. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. Ted. So to follow that up, um, uh, Escher. I'll do the uh, do that next. Um, they, they, they get along quite well with uh, the Orlocks. Um, uh, I think we were talking a little bit earlier about how um, the, the Escher find them the most... Um, okay, so Escher... An all-female gang that typically um, pities men and, like, all the men who are in their gangs or have bred into them. So, like, if an Escher has a kid or something like that, usually kind of come out deformed or uh, under, under I don't know, just a little, like, they have an extra chromosome or so. And so they come out special. And uh, the, the word I was reading in the research was shriveled and imbecile. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I said that. Yeah. So, so oftentimes they'll um, marry out, and so they'll hook up with orlocks who actually hold their women at higher esteem than any of the other gangs. Um, on the flip side, um, the the other uh, 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 the oh, Goliath, they hate the Goliath, and they often call them meat necks. So they... On right. the other hand, they like there nothing typifies male more than Goliath anyway. So naturally, I guess there would be that Venus Mars <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, you have like, like your cheesecake Asher, and then you have your was it beefcake Goliaths yeah. like, going at it there. And how can they call them beef necks? Because all the Goliath models have no neck. I, just, I don't know. Just shoulder it's muscles. Just, that's all the extra beef they're packing in there. They have they have a bucky of meat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that yeah. So they, they end up hanging out with the Orlocks quite a bit at where they will, and um, occasionally I guess like Orlocks will have uh, female gangers too, which I've never mm-hmm. seen a model for. But um, so anyway, and they they fight. They're known for their um, tenacity and, and close combat uh, skills. So that's that's the Esh. That's the Ash. And they look like, uh, which got, the, thing, the reason they got me into them was they all look like Tank Girl. So I was a big Aww. Tank Girl fanatic at the time. Yeah, uh, that works. <laughs> Although that, they look like Orlocks in my case. Brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, my, my first house is Vansar. Uh, that was the first gang I bought as well back in 95 when, mm. when I got the, the Necromunda set. Um, they are very technologically advanced. They're very good at making... Uh, high-tech stuff and then selling it to the upper houses um because of that they're the first people with etsy accounts yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> my, 
For some reason, I just see like a bog standard bolt gun off of a shelf, and someone <laughs> painted it pink and put a bow on it. <laughs> it's like custom bolter, seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Not that I really can't stand Etsy, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, they're super rich because they make, and they're renowned for having super high quality stuff that they make. Um, they're very serious. They don't have a sense of humor. Uh, going back to my Game of Thrones, they're like Stannis, but a house full mm. of Stannises. Um, and the think the coolest thing I found out reading about them was that that sweet little skin tight bodysuit they all wear. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember hypo uh, global hypo color, the thermal color T-shirts that change oh, color. I had a million. Of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their bodysuits change color depending on the gases and toxicity and all that other stuff of the area to let them know. Crazy. So I'm like, oh, I really want to paint up a like. Sadly, everything I'm reading is like, hey, I want to paint me one of those. But I really want to paint up a Van Scottish accent. Slowly, just came <laughs> it actually almost sounded as though you're mocking Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, home country. Um, so no, just kind of have a, with a color changing to, to okay. show danger. But yeah, super cool guys. All right, um, Goliath. Goliath, the meat next. The meat hey, next. Meat next. <laughs> the meat next. Um, the other starter set gang. The other starter set gang. Um, Botox they are the awesome because they are like early 1990s San Francisco S and M like <laughs> bodybuilders <laughs> or something like so. <laughs> like TNT wrestling like. I don't know. It's just um, so Goliath is a bunch of gay bodybuilders from the seventies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. That would be so congratulations. Amazing. <laughs> that, that that would be amazing. I just because now I have pictures in my head of Goliath being like, "Hey, bro, bro, getting dry over here. Oil me down. Yeah. <laughs> deep. You spot me, bro. But I, I want to slap each other's asses going into the battle. But I want them to be fiercely homophobic to the point oh, of yeah. violence. <laughs> Like, come, come, come oil me down. Like, no, oiling no each other down with, like, raging boners. <laughs> like, hey, you guys are gay. Like, screw you, I'm not gay! <laughs> like, just killing him. Anyway, I'm sorry, please continue. Um, so they're, they're your, like, uh, they're your slow-moving, close-combat gang. Um, that's, that's, like, the only thing they're good at. Um, they're the only gang that uh, has access to uh, strength skills mm. for their gangers as, like, a normal skill option. So, um, yeah, on, on to you. Strong. <laughs> Ted, oh. Ted, who's your last choice? So, um, as we were uh, buying, vying for, for gangs. Oh, wait, wait, that didn't actually happen. We're doing this unscripted. Um, so anyway, I, I went with Cador because I felt kind of bad that I took to John's uh, Escher since he's playing them. Uh, the goofiest of all the fucking gangs. No, no. <laughs> really? You don't think so? There's no. a goofier one in the car? Uh, Delac is... Goofier. I don't know. I think the guys what? who dress like... Sunglasses and trench coats. I, yeah. see, they all look like Shadowrun rejects. However, I think the Cador, like, they look like they're Bretonians with like shotguns glued to them. And they just... And in the, the blues. Oh, the... that's how I make a counter gang. Yeah. I'm not even being sarcastic. That's a... Get a... It would look better if you did that. Get a box of men at arms. Men at arms. Right? But you have to cover their faces because part of the motif is that. So they're all part of the uh, the cult of the retribution. Um, and they they are the largest gang. Um, and But they have to, like number wise, but they have to cover their face. So they all have these. These masks, um, part of their thing is close quarters. So they get weapons and whatever it takes to get closer um, to your enemy. And the idea is that their their masks scare people as though a big <laughs> fucking Goliath wouldn't. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> or a girl wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just the 
the guy in like the leather and studs is gonna scare me first. <laughs> I think so. He's gonna break me and then break me on the inside. <laughs> Because <laughs> he knows everybody carnally. So, <laughs> no, Gabe, you're giving it. So, but anyway, so they, they look super goofy. Um, but I think, like as I was reading, I didn't really realize this. And this is kind of how I found about confrontation was that um, they were supposedly one of the first gangs that were in confrontation. They were the venerators, I want to say. Um, and so they, they took that. <laughs> Thankfully, they kept the best from confrontation. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they usually take like a lot of the. I think in a lot of the gangs in Necromunda, the cult of the retribution is shunned for the most part. Like you, you're not supposed to be part of it. But there's still like this. I think that I don't know how. Kind of like the KKK. <laughs> Maybe which would explain the hoods, right? Yeah, <laughs> except they're goofy Technicolor. <laughs> but they eventually, so they they bring in other gangers that join their 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 peoples, and yeah, that's about it. So they have like a lot of the a lot of the motif though came from like the the hoods, and then I think the uh, um, they'll have ropes that are like nooses and stuff um, that came from confrontation as well. So, but. Uh, also, one of the main characters, that, that apparently, I didn't realize this until reading uh, this as well, um, was that Cawdor was, uh, is an actual tribe, I want to say, from Scotland. Um, and uh, was... I can confirm that. Okay. Not really, I'm just <laughs> okay. I'm BS. We are a Scottish <laughs> expert. Um, but it was, I think it was, they were saying that um, there's a character in Macbeth that's called Thane, and he was a Cawdor of that tribe, and so... Uh, the Cawdor and Necromunda were taken from that idea. So there was a Cawdor. This is another thing the English have stolen from the Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) Sheep, fax machines, and the Cawdor. TVs and phones, too. (laughs) And Adam Smith. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so religious fanatics. Yeah, goofy as fuck. (laughs) They're good with flame weapons, though. Uh, My Last House by default mm-hmm. is Delacue mm-hmm. or Delac. It's really where Delilly. you put, it's really where you put that hyphen. The emphasis on the syllable. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to go Delacue because it sounds Schlacken. like a, like an 80s pop band. Schlacken with a Delacken. <laughs> so Delacue. It sounds like a wrestler. Um, they are the sneaky gits of the Underhive. They are spies to everyone they um sell not only they have what they call a lucrative special understanding and benefit from one of the imperial houses there um but they also uh apparently have on the payroll some of the big people from up in the top of the spire they're just sneaky sneaky bastards uh they look like big trench coats they have bald heads they have (laughs) Like some genetic sensitivity to light, so they have to wear goggles all the damn time, like an mm. asshole wearing sunglasses they inside. Look, they look like minions. Yes, yes, minions? they do. They look like like a really oh. bad minion cosplay. Wow, so oh. paint up as yellow and you're good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Simpsons <laughs> de la Q. Uh, you do have a kid. I do. They they don't really get on well with Orlocks because Orlocks. Uh, recently, quote-unquote, in the unmoving history of the 40K, um, stole one of their contracts by blowing up a Delacue factory. Uh, so a little, little pissy about that, but they're, they're, they look to me super goofy. I know like we've, we've had a back and forth about this, Ted, but it's just bald mole men with trench coats just don't do it for me i I love their background though like the fact Mm -hmm. that they have like their fingers in all the pies they're they're your little fingers of of our (laughs) game of thrones uh necromunda world i love that analogy 
It's good times. Trench coats never go out of style. Oh, just gotta reiterate no. that. Just, just don't wear the new schools. <laughs> it's a fucking backward snuggie. <laughs> Coming from somebody who did the goth thing in high school and wore a leather I, trench coat. I, 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 I couldn't I, afford a trench coat. I had a duster. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I also had a black duster in high school. Uh, oh, wow. Because I was super popular. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's our, our main houses, our six gangs in Necromunda. We're going to take a quick break here for a um, chewing noises. Real fast. Real fast. Yeah. Real. Real, real fast. Go. 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 Okay, done. That was it. No, that was it. Okay. That was a break. <laughs> or <laughs> we're going to take a slightly slower break. We're going to listen to some very amusing <laughs> adverts. Um, we'll be right back to talk some more about Necromunda and Delacu. Guys, Delacu. does this sound familiar to you? Not tonight, honey. I have a headache. Of course it doesn't. You're a miniature war gamer. If you haven't seen a lady to you're already a man. But if some down-on-her-luck dame finds her way into your home... Daddy didn't love me. Beat the excuse with generic aspirin, now made with 3% less animal bones. Generic aspirin. Three million dead lab animals can't be wrong. Wow, what a refreshing break. No, it was pretty... We're good. No, yeah, we're good. I didn't move from my chair at all. No. So I kind of feel like my butt sweat is yeah, marrying the pleather... By my quality Fred Meyer table. <laughs> <laughs> or Kroger table for you oh. or 48 people. Ooh. I know. It's pretty cool. Um, so something I want to talk about real quick about Necromunda here is, um, and Zach, something you can probably is, talk. Is this like a, a mini segment? Talk well to. Well, we're continuing our Necromunda stuff oh. still. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was done with it. Uh, well, you can be done. <laughs> can I talk about something completely unrelated while you guys are talking about that? But only if it's in reply to my questions about Necromunda. Um, <laughs> I like corn, um, but it hasn't been supported by Games Workshop for years. Um, I think 2001, 2002, somewhere around that line. 2003 was when it was last uh, supported. Is that was that the la- when they did the uh, the second edition book? Yeah. Oh, okay. That, well, that was when the second edition book was last updated and uh, thrown up for free. Oh, okay. somewhere around that time. <laughs> Models were slowly removed; they weren't yeah. remade. Um, how and the gaming game sells a lot of popularity about. I mean, it has a thriving online community. Uh, Yak Tribe is one of the the main sites right now that has Necromunda information. Um, how do you play a game that's dead? I mean, I know as a Warhammer Fantasy player, I need to know this for future too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how how do you how do you play a dead game? I mean, all it all it really takes is interest from the community you know if if you build it they will come <laughs> like uh hives of dreams I mean, <laughs> when was the last time chess was updated you know, <laughs> like, there you go but i can go to any store and buy chess pieces i can't true. go to any store and buy necromunda pieces yeah. so how do you get over kind of the model so issue? so how you get over that um and and my personal favorite way to do that is uh you substitute models mm-hmm. they're all heroic scale 28 millimeter models um you know, you find something that looks cool and relatively closely matches what you are claiming that it represents and go for it. I mean, what does it matter at this particular point in time mm-hmm. that it's, um, you know, we're not playing something that's officially sponsored by GW. We're not at a GW store or... It might kick you out if you use your Rage of Heroes figures at a Necromata tournament sanctioned by GW. Is that from personal experience? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I 
Yeah, you know, I've never um, seen that come out of tournament. You, so. you know, conversions are are really big within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, Imperial Guard make really good conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catechins and Cadians and whatnot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That was kind of the exciting thing. Like, I, unfortunately, I'm not doing the the Necromunda, uh campaign, but um, still being part of that group, like watching people's conversions go up on the Facebook. You know, like uh, um, one of the guys down at the a local shop. Like, he, I don't even think he's played a game yet. He's no, he hasn't. I think I was talking to him a couple of days ago. He hasn't played a campaign game yet, but he's putting his stuff up there and like he has some really amazing models. Like one looks like uh, the Big Daddy from Bioshock, and uh, got some. Yeah, that's. What the fuck not? <laughs> oh, isn't that his uh, scavy? Or is he doing scavy? He's doing know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read the word parts. This <laughs> <laughs> is the pretty pictures. Yeah, exactly. and you get, with them, you get a, access to, like, a troll kind of thing. Oh, so that's, uh, so oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, good. he was talking about, like, how the heavy weapons are not heavy weapons with them. They're slightly different, right? Like, yeah. You just fire every other turn or something. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, pretty, they're a pretty neat gang there. Um, so, I mean, you get the interest... Uh, I think honestly, the game kind of keeps its own interest if, if once you make the models and all that other kind of stuff like that. It um, does, and other people see it and they're like, "Oh, that's neat. What what is that?" You tell them, and you know, two weeks later they show up with a gang that they threw together. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what about the scenery aspect of it? Because I mean, a heck of a lot of the the thing with Necromunda is the the 3D aspect of play where we're not just kind of worrying about like flat battles or a couple levels. You're talking about three, four levels, uh, walkways, platforms. How do you kind of get around that not being produced? Uh, You would just, I I think you'd be really surprised at the amount of scenery that the community has laying around from um, old games like that or from Space Hulk or, Mm. or anything. I mean, you can really... You you get creative, um, you know. It's it's not just hills or mm-hmm. or towers. You know, you uh, you take you know forty k ruins and add little bridges across, or do whatever you can to to add that three D element to mm-hmm. the game. Sure, no, I mean, and I've seen some really nice stuff done with just kind of the uh, the imperial sector plastics. Um, I personally, I have all my necromunda scenery still it's you know my main worry about it is it is cardboard so i'm like (laughs) let's very delicately put our things on there um but what is something i'm really hoping for with this specialist games re-release is the return of the bulkhead oh yeah because those things are just amazing um and also you know if someone wants to tell me if they're coming so I can sell all my old bulkheads on eBay before before the new <laughs> ones get announced. Um, I, I'm super, super excited for that. But I said, like I said, the community has a lot of the terrain lying around, and you can really do whatever. I mean, when I first started doing Warhammer back in the day, I had books under a sheet for a hill. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can do the same. I mean, it isn't quite Cereal as Cereal boxes visually... and spray paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's as long as I guess you have a dedicated enough group, which, I mean, we're lucky to have up here. Uh, then it's pretty easy to get going. I think the other benefit of this game as well is the rules are free. Uh, there's three editions right now. There's the horrible first edition. For, uh, well, not horrible. It's just there's, there's mechanics in there yeah. that you need multiple flamer templates and sustained oh, yeah. sustain fire dice. There's a lot of unclear um, rules. Uh, yeah, a lot of unclear. I mean, 
Who'd have thought there would be unclear <laughs> rules? So, what are you guys playing? Are you playing a second or first? Uh, the community decided on second edition. Oh, okay. Zach and I were so very... I can't use my sustained fire dice. No, I've been saving those for no reason. <laughs> Zach and I were very big on the the third option, the community edition, which is something where they took the 2003 rule set or uh-huh. the 2001 rule set and they've FAQ'd it and updated it and made things clearer. And that's literally the only change that they were made. Oh, okay. And, and those changes are actually highlighted in the book, um, or not highlighted, they're actually, uh, they're they're in red, Yeah, everything that was changed. I'm so. in no way bitter that we chose to go with the second, but at the same no, time, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the same time, I mean, like I said, to, to garner and start a community, especially a community for, you know, a game that isn't around anymore, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do what the masses want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's still a solid rule set. It, the, it it works. People it works. are playing. It's it's we're having fun. I mean the I mean the crazy things. I mean the rules for me is just I, it makes me remember about second edition. Uh, I would sit there and you know, okay, so I'm at a bulkhead, mm-hmm. at long range. So you usually hit me on threes, but you're minus one for this, so you're hitting me on fives. And I really love that mechanic. I oh, forgot the, until I started modifiers playing. Modifiers are yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Modifiers are so much amazing. more sense. And it makes so much more sense to me than AP. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand AP. Um, Faster paced games, faster paced games, more models, all that other stuff. But the, the whole modifier thing just it, it makes it fantastic. Yeah. Well, there won't be a better a better rule set than, than second edition. No, I, I really I, sorry. <laughs> the internet's gonna like <laughs> explode. <laughs> right now. Well, that's wild. No, we we didn't manage to break the internet when we had Gav Thor about of nowhere admit the Dark Angels were traitor legion. <laughs> so uh, we tried. They didn't. No, we tried. It didn't work for him. <laughs> We, yeah. we email bulls daily, but they couldn't hear us. I mean, if you, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, got jokes. <laughs> um, kind of moving on a little bit. I know we're kind of just free forming about Necromunda now. What, if any, changes do you think are going to be made rule set wise to this? Do we say a uh, huge simplification of this, or do we see kind of something in the style of that second edition? Because uh, the thing is, I don't think they'll do second edition style rules. No. I I actually tend to disagree, and and Just I and I do that from a from a business standpoint. Um, the primary people that they are going to be attracting with this game, I think, are players who've been around for a while mm-hmm. and would like to see support coming back to specialist games. Not so much. Uh, not so much newer players, mm-hmm. um, you know. I don't. I don't as much picture Necromunda being uh, something that you know you you walk by in the hobby shop and see it, and you're not a gamer, and you're like, oh, I need to pick this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the the specialist games are there for veteran players, and uh, I, I think it would be beneficial to them. Uh, business-wise, to to only modify what's necessary rule-wise, perhaps expand on the games some, and um, focus on the miniatures. Well, I mean, I can, I can see, like, I mean, some yeah, you want to cater to the people who are interested in it, and so you, but you'd have to justify it, so you'd have to make some sort of change to it. So, um, you know, yeah, you, you probably couldn't just put out the same thing but you can put out something that's similar but changes one major aspect of it i mean granted when they went from like first to second they kind of like there were changes i mean getting rid of sustained fire dice like that's a big deal i mean 
I think was, it was just uh, like, oh, wait, we don't make those anymore. We got to do a different mechanic. Yeah, and I can also see, um, you know, like keeping the thing that keeps people, you, you have to in some way make it to where, uh, and then, you know, if I were looking at it from like a you know, money making perspective, like if, if you just had the same book, you could probably, you can get it online, so why bother? If you're using the same miniatures, then you can just use your old miniatures, why bother? So you have to, now you have to incentivize them to pick up something else. So now you have to give like, all right, we're going to use, now we're going to use motorcycles. We're going to use like a different kind of uh, troop choice. We're going to change the weapons in it, you Mm -hmm. know, like uh, going from Confrontation to Necromunda, like, all right, take out uh, like uh, half the weapons. And now, you know, if you had your guys from the last one, haha, you have to rip the guns off (laughs) and or buy new models because you can't use those. Um, And so, yeah, I think there would have to be like some sort of, some change is big enough to warrant like you dropping 150 bucks. Right. And it's probably going to be about 150 bucks or so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for that set. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, seeing like a polished product, like I'm sure the models are going to be amazing. Like they're going to look great. So really hoping for weapon sprues, like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, extensive weapon <clears throat> sprues. I see gangs sold without hands. And yeah. weapons sold separately. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the most efficient way to sell the, the weapons. Sell the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listers. Right. So you could have your gangs. That's what, six boxes or whatever. Um, but then the, the weapon sprues, that means you don't have to put weapons in with the gangs. Yeah. Um, my my thing uh, is I, I want to know what they're going to do with the terrain. Yeah. Because they don't make cardboard terrain anymore. Mm-hmm. They did cardboard boards for... Real high quality cardboard boards for Battle for Calf. They did really high quality cardboard boards for um, Space Hulk. Space Hulk yeah. and Assassinarium, but I don't think I don't think they have the mold for the bulkheads. We'll make a new one. So they make they a new one, to. but I, I don't see them doing cardboard <clears throat> cardboard terrain. Well, I think like so, so if you, I guess like you would have you, it would be it'd be I think I think it'd be good to like create a modular system, mm-hmm. you know. But like, how do you do that with plastic, especially if you're gonna painted or not you know like mm-hmm. you could but well, it, um i think that like once you get into plastic then you start to you know like the old the cardboard was great because you just slide little uh, ramps in and you know it was really easy to like move things around so that's not to say that they they will or will not do mm-hmm. that but you you have companies doing systems like that right mm-hmm. now oh, okay. um you have mantic that's the uh king kings of war mm-hmm. people they have a uh a skirmish game dead zone Oh yeah, okay. and uh, and it has. I've never seen in, the terrain in person, but I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, it's it's entirely modular. It okay. all is uh, little snap fit bulkhead pieces and ramps and whatnot. And I, I would picture them doing something similar. But then the question is, how do you fit that all in one box? Mm-hmm. You, sell, you sell the terrain separately. Yeah, oh, okay. that's that's. But so give them a little starter taste and then sell the terrain. And that's that's where my questions are coming because then what constitutes a starter box? Because mm-hmm. If you're doing plastic modular terrain and two gangs, mm-hmm. that's way more than 150. That you're getting close to 200 range. Why do a starter box? Sell the rule book and uh-huh. let you pick up a gang shelf space. That's a that is a good point. I mean, why not do it individually with so. shelf space? I mean that that's I mean space is a premium right now. GW's doing mass hiring for salespeople to try and get in toy stores. Or to oh, try and really? get in, to yeah. try and get in other retails, or kind of okay. trying to get like away from the niche to kind of promote it. And I think a lot of the specialist game tactic is like your, your betrayal at Calths, your Space Hulks, your Assassinarium, your your entire game in one box system is kind of catered to that a little bit there. 
Sure, it's 100, 125 bucks or whatever for a box, but it's a lot easier to swallow that as kind of a specialty game because if you look at something like Zombicide, that's 100 bucks. Mm. Um, other board games, it's 80 bucks or you know, whatever like that. So yeah. do they do it? I mean, I don't see them treating it as a third game system. I see it as kind of a not a limited run, but certainly not something permanent. Well, like back when they had a specialist games, like through Black Library, yeah. right? Like that was, I mean, the kind of what they did is small, you know, almost small stock. And yeah, you, know, you, you had to work for it to buy it. It wasn't on their main store. You had to go and dredge <laughs> through and like find that. Dredge through their, their Citadel miniatures catalog. The one, I, I miss that so much. Oh, yeah. Side note, side note, every year for Christmas, I would get the Citadel miniatures catalog <laughs> and I would go through it and order bits. They had a policy about that. They, if you can get a part number, they would make they would get the model to you. Yeah, and that's like, why I bought the catalog because it had all the part numbers. <laughs> uh, I remember for Blood Bowl, I built a Skaven uh, coach for my Skaven Blood Bowl team. Oh, okay. Out of the Doom Wheel guy in the chair, and mm. I bought two chariot wheels, and I made him have a little wheelchair and a blanket covering his lap. Oh, that's awesome! Like <laughs> an old retired player, like yelling <laughs> oh, at the okay. sides. So yeah, yeah. Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> Professor- <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean that—that's mainly. My, I mean, we know it's coming. I just, at this point, I want to know how it's coming. Yeah. But at this point, it might not even be 2016. So true. As we'll find out in 2017 when we continue this conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm good with Necromunda. Ted, you good? Yeah. Huh? Zach, you good with Necromunda? I'm good. Okay, I'm always I'm good with Necromunda. If you have any questions about Necromunda, please feel free to ask us. We'll pretend like we know. We'll always sound genuine <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, on the Facebook page. Yeah, post on our Facebook page. Ask us questions. Interact. We like that. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really care for it. Unless you're a troll. Yeah. And suck it. Oh, no, troll us. It'd be funny. We have deletion powers. Uh- <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, one last break here, and then we'll be right back for some more Points is Right. Oh, word? Because I prep this time, yeah. <laughs> All right. This podcast is sponsored by Tier 1 Cards and Games, a place where you can get your tabletop and trading card games needs, or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code, Get Wrecked, to get 20% off all games workshop items in store. Don't forget, have a Tier 1 day. It's time for the points is right. I don't have a theme song. Yeah. No. That sounds good. Um, it's all second edition questions again. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, but. Points is right with John Keenel. Uh, because of the chaos of the holiday season. Ooh. Uh, some of these are from, uh, the, the chaos codex from second edition. Mm. Um, so as usual, uh, I will be, uh, describing a unit. And I need you to tell me the closest without going over how many points that unit was 20 years ago. <laughs> do we have to uh, burp in or buzz in? Or... Oh, yeah. We should probably do buzzes. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Well, just, just make a buzz sound. Buzz. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, buzz sound. <laughs> <laughs> extra, points, <laughs> extra points for you at home if you can guess who makes the buzz sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to kick things off with uh, the Lord Daddy of Failure himself, Mr. 14th Times of Charm. Whoa. Abaddon the Despoiler with his war gear. Mm. Bzz, 260. Bzz. <laughs> 180. <laughs> 180, okay. Uh, Ted, closest without going over. He is 275. Nice. Without his war gear there. I think I just spit on you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he deserved that. Should go to the right. If you find a little piece of uh, strawberry on your shirt, it's organic. Oh. 
Or is it? That makes sense. I have no clue. Uh, that's what the box says. <laughs> okay. So to, to make things a little bit more difficult here, a max size squad of noise marines with no upgrades. So is that 10? Does, oh, you can't even... Are you gonna I'm not going to even oh. tell you that. So with max, full upgrades? No upgrades. With no upgrades. <laughs> yes. 20. 20 points? 20 guys. 20 guys. 20 points. No, He's no. asking what the, how many points that is. How many oh. points is this? How many oh. points is a max size squad of noise Second marines edition. with no, no upgrades? You got this, bro. Yes. 180. Uh, 290. 290? You're both wrong. 150. What? Yeah. Oh, we both went over. Yeah, oh, I did. I did. Turds. I did this right this like a wow. week ago, so I don't remember exactly how big Max okay. Squad is. Those are, by the way, the coolest noise marines ever. Oh, dude, the electric the guitars. guitars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Way before that Mad Max movie had a cool guitar guy. Forty mm-hmm. K had cool guitar guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, ten corn berserkers without an aspiring champion. Ninety. Okay. So you're thinking 150. Corn, uh, let me go back a second oh. here. So you think Corn uh, Berserkers were nine points each in second, second? edition? Possibly. Okay. Uh, the correct <laughs> answer is 350. Wow. I win only by default. Oh, wow. Nowhere near it, though. Uh, all right. So we have now a, a minimum size squad of Chaos Terminators. No upgrades. Uh, 150. 230. It's 153. <laughs> Whoa! <the> right <laughs> Zach, you went over that time, but yeah. better. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Do, 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 a great unclean one. Great unclean one. Yes. 190. One, one ninety. Five hundred. Five hundred. <laughs> oh God! I like your response. Like you guys are both. You guys are the worst. Uh, Two seventy-five. Wow. Two seventy-five for a great and clean one. I win. You did. <laughs> so I yeah. got one. I'll take the pen is mightier for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, yeah. The penis mightier. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is an upgrade. I'm going to switch books on us now. So we're because oh. we're, we're at two points for Tat, we're at one point for Zach. Uh, I have two more left this round. All right. Uh, how much is a gyro stabilized mono wheel for an orc? It is an upgrade for one person. It gives them the cool little putt putter and wheel underneath it. Oh wow! And that's okay. Yes, three points. So we've got three points. Remember, Ooh. it's just an upgrade for a person. Ooh. Uh, which edition is that? Second slot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. F- four points. You win by douchery. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, eight points. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. It's all good. So that's okay. So it's, 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 let's see if you can save some face with our last one here. This is another item of war gear. This is the, Medi- the Medicus... <laughs> Are the <laughs> You're still thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> the the Medicus Ministrum. What? The Medicus Ministrum. What codex is that? Uh, I think it's from the main book. 
the war gear section. Oh, okay. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> yes. 14 points. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hopeless on this. There's an upgrade item. Feel the pressure. That. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> is it four, uh, nine points. Uh, you said fourteen, right? You win as it is one hundred and fifty points. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's uh, worth more than the. I, I can remember. I will look it it's up. About as the... much as a demon, the god. <laughs> right? We'll look it up in the break and find out. And then I guess I'm gonna do one last one here. Okay. Uh, Book of Salvation. Also in the main rulebook? Sure. Oh, no, or uh, Angels of Death, I believe this one is in. Oh, okay. Is 30? 45. That is a free upgrade. You both suck. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, the, the Medicus Ministorum is a medical field kit used by members of the Adeptus Ministorum. So I what think the? I think it does some feel no painting stuff. Hundred and hundred hundred and fifty points for your whole army, then I imagine. <laughs> Surely to God that doesn't work for one model. Right, I don't know. Or even for a unit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that's being praised right. Ted, you won. I think this is the first time ever. I think so. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, finally your knowledge of second edition paid off. Have to, Yay! Have to move on to third edition now. Yes, Aroni. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take our last break here. We'll be right back to wrap this bitch up. Robo Girly Man here, calling in from Stasis. Do you have a problem procreating for the Emperor? As an Astartes who's been chemically neutered, I understand. A lot of people across the Imperium are suffering from the same disorder. I'm here to tell you that the Emperor has a better solution than snorting ground-up Turvagon shell. What we have devised is an easy two-step solution. Every morning, wake up, look in the mirror, and say, Fuck you, Chaos. It's their fault anyway. Then look down at your jabang-bangs and say, For the Emperor. In those two easy steps, you too will be able to blame Chaos for your impotence. If only the Space Marines could do the same. Thanks, Dad. Now get out there and procreate for the Emperor. But remember, if it comes out funny... Exterminatus that muty. This has been Robo Girly Man. Whatever the Emperor's will is, be sure we'll find you out. Oh, that burp brought to you by Tier 1. <laughs> oh. oh, it feels good to say that, though, to be honest. That's, that's good times. So, just, I, I looked up, because it was bugging me about why this damn upgrade was 150 <laughs> points. It's a War Gear card from the Sisters of Battle Codex. Okay. Uh, the the War Gear That's card, why we got it wrong, because we were thinking it was the main book, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Jonathan misled us. Whatever. One of you got it right by its ridiculous points cost, so you, I don't know why you're complaining, Zach. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my one point. So, here we go. Using the relics can Contained within this rare scentwood box, a character can cure all manner of injuries and ailments. If the character can reach a model in the turn after it is wounded, there is a chance it may be healed. The character must spend their shooting phase and their close combat phase doing nothing. At the end of the turn, if the character passes a leadership test, he may heal one lost wound on an injured model. A model reduced to zero wounds may be raised to one wound in this way. Characters cannot heal themselves. Wait, that so something sucks. that died the turn before can be brought back to life? Yes, with a single wound. You just have to be able to make it over. To where it died. To, to where it died. So I guess you'd be like, hey, I'm going to try and revive him next turn. 
But again, if you were to do that, if you were to tell me, hey, I'm going to leave my model there because I'm going to try and revive him next turn. I'm like, okay, who's going to revive him? That guy's like, okay, so all my guns. <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Definitely not worth 150 points. Uh-uh. Oh, no. No, that's that seems very <laughs> overcosted. Very, very overcosted. <sighs> Gav. <sighs> what were you thinking? Like, I would pay 45 <laughs> points for that. that. That was the card he specifically wrote, so we should blame him for that one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's been a thing. It's been a thing. Yeah, well, thanks for showing up. Good to have you. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. I'm going to have to leave now. I'm going to leave now. Um, no, so, I mean, Necromunda, it's coming back. I'm excited. Yeah. Whatever form it takes, I will probably buy it. And if I, you can replace any specialist game with whatever form it takes, I'll, I'll probably buy it. But we're having a quest. Woo! <laughs> I want to find a fancy way that Mordheim, like, happened to survive. And Oh, it's uh, it's just another realm now. Oh. Yeah. Dude, Age of Sigmar fluff is, like... Kind of a 40k ripoff, but at the same time, pretty solid. Where you can explain away a lot of stuff. Okay. Either that, or just it happened in the past. Yeah. So we can get more time back too. Yeah. That's, a, that's it. from what I understood. Like the four games that were coming back, uh, one of them was more time. But anyway, it's super popular. But uh, Perinin, right? Thomas Perinin did more time. I don't know. I think he did. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff did more time. Jeff. Jeff did, Jeff did a really good job on it. I'd like to see Epic come back too. Yeah. What's that? More time? Like, no, I'd like to see Epic. Or oh, Epic. Epic more time. See, <laughs> uh, the problem with Epic it's more, is more high than more high. all about them shelf space. Unless you restricted it to, like, you made Imperials a faction and just had all guard, space marine stuff in one thing. I mean, no matter what, I think it's going to be online only. When just it do it out. all direct order. In, yeah. in confrontation, you can get uh, Terminator armor for you guys. That's so broken in that <laughs> I want to find those white dorks just so we can play it. Oh, yeah. Play Broken Over Rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so for episode 13 of Mob Rules. Uh, I've been John. Hey, you're, you're still John. Still John. Still Ted. And you, I, Zach. I was Zach. Zach is oh, those of Zach. Oh my god, he was Zach. He was Zach, now he's not. We've depressed him so much, he's going <laughs> to kill himself. He's, he's ascended to the next step. Well, I guess it's a good eulogy. He's um, now the artist formerly known as Zach. Yeah, unlucky number 13 in the can. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said. An Iron Duke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you next time for episode 14 when we're talking about things. Oh, and stuff. Oh, stuff and things. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at themob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.